0: Hello and welcome to the Junk Time AFL Podcast, around 21, 2019, we're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios, my name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who is vigorously defending Gold Coast son, Braden Crossley, it's Adam oh, good day,
1: Michael, I am outraged that Braden Crossley has had his fantastic reputation tarnished, with a positive sample, an A sample, the B sample hasn't come back positive, mate. Still Just innocent. Still innocent,
0: mate. Still
1: innocent. Uh, and a Gold Coast Sun, this is one out of the box, a Gold Coast Sun has tested positive to
0: cocaine. Uh, that, surely we have to go back through the analysts. That would surely have to be the first time that anyone on the Gold Coast has had any kind of access to any <laughs> kind of cocaine at any time. <laughs> Knock me over with a feather, Adam. <laughs> I can't can't think of of anyone else in the
1: history of that entire region that would have delved in that. I mean, he must have
0: come across some
1: really bad people, and I don't know where they exist up there.
0: That is remarkable. That is remarkable. So, B sample, still out. So, innocent until proven guilty. He is facing a four-year ban, but he has said he's going to vigorously defend himself Mm -hmm. and
1: will deny knowingly ingesting a banned substance. And on this... I completely agree with him. Really? Many, 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 many times I have been at home and accidentally I have uh, I've got my uh, cornflakes in the morning mm-hmm. and I'm sprinkling what I think is sugar all over my cornflakes. I have a bit of a sweet tooth <laughs> and then I'm there and then like 10 minutes later, I'm like, fucking hell, I'm flying. What is going on here? No. And it turns out. It was a bowl of cocaine. No way, Adam. That, that I completely, for- I'd forgotten about it.
0: That is, that is a remarkable thing for you to to switch out sugar for cocaine.
1: Yeah, yeah. And another time, uh, I was uh, covering myself. I after a shower, I dry myself off. But I'm not completely dry, so I always get talc. I get the baby uh, uh, Johnson and Johnson baby powder. For sure. For f- sure. F- 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 Another half hour later, I'm like, "Whew! I'm all tingly. What's going on here?" I'd
0: forgotten that I'd filled the whole thing with cocaine. Ah, oh, Adam, remember that time you fell over and you accidentally mm. injected heroin into your eyeball? I tell you it what, just, mate,
1: and it was good quality too. And I'd, I'd somehow I'd mixed it perfectly beforehand with a spoon, and accidentally had a lighter underneath it. <laughs> it's just, it's just one of those things. Remember that time that I was uh, high on weed because uh, the police were doing a burn-off and I happened to fly my gyrocopter <laughs> over, the, over the top of uh, the burn-off. And then I tested positive at work for, for weed. And I'm like, but uh, I didn't knowingly ingest that.
0: Okay, let's break it down, okay? So he, got, he tested positive on May 25 before a NEFL game, okay? Now, <laughs> that, is, that is kind of sadder, isn't it? That you are, you are getting done for drugs and you're not even playing at the top level. You're playing in the fucking NEFL.
1: I reckon, like, if it's neefal they go, oh, let him have a bit of it.
0: Performance enhancing. It's like, well, yeah. you know, half of these guys are half cut already from the night before. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No one's turning up. <laughs> like, I'm sure <laughs> the, no the fringe players shape. of the neefal aren't really <laughs> fucking, yeah, fucking, <laughs> the guys from Queanbeyan aren't fucking, you know, yeah. taking it too seriously. And so he got done for, for a neefal game. And so, yeah, he says he's going to deny knowingly ingesting a banned substance. I'm trying to work out, how does cocaine get into your system? What do you? What are you taking or what are you eating? Uh, let, let's say oh, eating, okay. You okay. say
1: accidentally getting into your system.
0: Yeah, okay. He, he's taking medication. Because I can
1: tell you exactly how it gets into your
0: system. Well, bro. yeah, I mean, that's the thing. He's not going to come out and say, I snorted something. Like, yeah. you're not going to say which, that. Which, so I'm trying to work out. The
1: co- which is what the Collingwood boys had to do, remember? Because they said, yeah, we took coke, but
0: it had clembuterol in it. It did, yeah. So I'm trying to work out how the cocaine got in there. Like, what, what food product do you eat?
1: Well, there was a soccer player a few years ago who said that he ate a steak, a contaminated steak. So, obviously, he, a cow in Colombia, had just been
0: racking up lines of coke. Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, Argentina, I think, is renowned for its beef. So, therefore, yeah, and Brazil was renowned for its kind of meat products as well. So, maybe that's yeah, how that's they it. get their delicious little uh, tasty morsels of uh, uh, flavour.
1: Yeah, well, maybe they aren't like, uh, you know, when you look at really marbled meat and you think, oh, that's a really high cut of meat because it's got nice fat in it. That's not fat. No. That's, that's just Coke. And that's why people are so moorish with that, uh, those steaks. They're like, this is delicious. And I, I could have hundreds more, even though it's somehow suppressing my appetite at the same time.
0: So if I remember correctly, I believe four years is the standard ban. And then because I b- it was on because it was on match day, yes, yes. And then I believe I might be talking shit here, but I read something during the week. I believe mm. if he can prove that he unknowingly did it, mm. he can almost get down to zero. I think. Oh, I thought I. The way that I read it was that he could at
1: least get it down to two, and perhaps down to a year. But he will be facing a ban, is my understanding. Okay,
0: of it. gotcha. Yeah, maybe I'm talking. But shit yeah,
1: about. let's talk about how. How else could you possibly? unknowingly ingest it. Like is, you know, when people go, oh, my drink was spiked, yeah. someone, who's going around dropping fucking cocaine in other people's drinks. Well, there
0: was a guy, uh, an athlete a few years ago who I think tested t- positive to higher levels of testosterone. And I believe his defense, if I remember correctly, was that he had like five beers the night before, ate like a lot of meat and had a lot of sex. And so he kind of was like, oh, I was so manly <laughs> that my testosterone <laughs> yeah. went up. He reversed the trailer down the driveway. Yeah, yeah. He <laughs> built a fire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> can I? Can I just say though? Uh, is this the way we want the game to go? Do we? Isn't it better for the game? They talk about more exciting. You know, more goals, more action. Don't we want the players to be loaded up on a few little bumps of coke before the game, just to kind of bring a bit more excitement back to the game? Well, I, I know what you're saying,
1: and um, I mean you'd get a lot more kind of uh, you know. Uh, banter On the field It'd just be like Hours and hours Of endless conversation Of them just talking Shit about themselves
0: Cause Shouldn't it be like Something like you, You've got to have a, a minimum level of coke Yeah In your urine sample During the game yeah. And also The idea of like You know Runners bringing out You know they, They've got the water But oh, also They come out little. With extra cocaine a little uh, vial and a spoon. Just yeah, like a
1: bump. good goal. Yeah, Your coach says, "Well done here. Have this."
0: I mean, if anything, we go—that's why we should, you know, have more of the runners coming on the field because they can provide the uh, provide the drugs to the players while they're going through the game.
1: Well, how good would it be if you were just a young water boy and you come out? You are like you want water, or you want some of this? You want you want some sausages? Oh, but imagine! Oh, who wouldn't go to it? GWS if they want crowds, if you knew that Mummy <laughs> was going to be doing the big fucking sausages line. You would get at least 10,000 people out to the bean store each week <laughs> before the game. Captains toss the coin, we're kicking that way. Mummy goes, righto, bring it out. They get the plate, they put it on uh, centre circle and he just goes, racks up a massive line while the whole crowd chants, sausages, sausages,
0: sausages. sausages. Hey, Adam, should we tell people about our live show? I believe we should, yes, absolutely. A live show happening on my birthday, Sunday, September 1 at the European Beer Cafe at 4pm. Special guest, comedian Andy Lee and also Collingwood and Carlton champion Daisy Thomas with guests to be added. Tickets can be found at trybooking.com. It is going to be Snotter. It's going to
1: be a great afternoon and you know what it's not going to be, Michael? It's not going to be fucking freezing. <laughs> it like will it not was. be. Like it was on Friday night up at the uh, Not Safe for Work stadium
0: in Canberra. <laughs> it's it, that was remarkable. That was absolutely incredible. I mean, I can tick that off my bucket list. of seeing seen the snow at a football game. That was incredible. Can I just
1: say, as uh, someone who doesn't particularly enjoy the cold, fuck off. Like, just... Let him wear long sleeves, Clarko, you fucking dog. Yeah, like, sure. So all that, this bullshit of running around. He was shirtless before the game. Yep. Isaac Smith was in his budgie smugglers. Yep. They are all laughing about it and enjoying it. Fuck that, mate. There is nothing worse than being that cold and feeling shit for the whole day. And you're, in your workplace, I would take that to work safe. That is an unsafe workplace, and none of them should have to put up with that shit.
0: I loved it. And actually, that was some, that's kind of something I would do, too. I'd walk around in shorts when everyone was kind of mucking, like complaining about the cold just to show people up.
1: How, how though? How, how did he do it? Like it's, it's, it was minus four degrees and he was just standing there talking to Daisy Pierce like, oh yeah, I'm just about to go for a swim. and am fucking barley." Like, how does he not fucking shiver? How does he physically not feel the cold? Uh, My old man's the same. My old man wears fucking shorts everywhere. Yeah, so yeah. What is wrong with you people?
0: There are people like that. And, and also, I mean, they talked about it. It was like, you know, it was a sign because everyone's talking about the weather. It's going to be very cold. I mean, no one really yeah. talked about it for the yeah. Giants, though, did they? Like, are the Giants making a big deal of it as well? Because they play at Canberra a little bit. It hasn't been that cold before. But, like, but they're, they're talking about the kind of build up during the week. Like, you know, it's going to be cold, going to be cold, going to be cold. But I did love the, I think it was quarter time, I think maybe. And they were in the huddle and they were just laughing, just looking at the snow going, what the fuck is happening?
1: yeah it it was it was ridiculous and and i felt sorry for you you had a debutant uh chankuth Jayath. and i gotta say he's from fucking ethiopia he doesn't need that shit. he didn't come here he didn't flee a war-torn country to fucking stand in the snow in little shorts and a tank top that's bullshit what if we deserve to treat our our refugees better than that michael that is un-australian
0: i uh i tell you who described it as perfect conditions for football Oh, our man, our mate pickers.
1: Yeah, and and he's right. It was it was perfect. If you could kick it out to the tundra side of the field, <laughs> then you were really onto something. And I like the way Clarko just plonked the igloos in the pockets and just said, "Just go for it, boys. We're gonna." When they when
0: they when they took the sled into the forward line, I thought Hawthorne were on there. You know what I thought actually? I thought of all the days, of all the matches. This one—it's the negative four, or whatever. It's snowing. It's—it's it's probably not as wet as when it's raining. But I was thought yeah. of all the games, this is one game where you don't want to have the ball kicked into your face when it's oh that God. cold. When it's that cold, how much would that have hurt?
1: Could you imagine, like you know, the one percenters? You go, don't worry about the one percenters today. You don't have to smother. It's okay. Get <laughs> your fa- Don't put. Don't put your head over the ball today. It's all right. Let's or, play on the outside. Let's be receivers.
0: Or even when you get your finger to a little bit of the ball. And it oh, jars mate. it a little bit when it's negative mate. four degrees. Can you imagine that?
1: Because they were sitting on the bench with their hands in buckets of hot water. Which actually, <laughs> you know, when you know when your hands are that cold, and then you do that, it actually feels like and it's they burning s- they off. S- and they
0: swell up though. Like the circulation yeah. goes again. They swell up. You think your fingers are going to burst.
1: Yeah, it doesn't help you. You like and then oh fuck mate, when your hands are that cold and you you don't remember those times when you just can't do anything with them. Yep. Like you know you're trying to get into your house and you can't fucking handle your keys.
0: Surely about surely you can play a game in a balaclava. Is that in the rule book? You can play in the balaclava? Oh, that's a great idea. Hawthorne balaclava. <laughs> and we've got numbers on the back. We don't need to see their yeah. face. Yeah, you know who people
1: are. I can tell by the way they by the way Isaac Smith runs. I know who he is. Mate, question without notice. Do you think that Jared Roughhead deserves a farewell game this weekend, round 22, Marvel Stadium, Gold Coast Suns versus Hawthorne. Michael Chamberlain,
0: does he deserve to be back in that team? Look, the party after the game with the Gold Coast Suns players will probably be hmm. pretty good. Oh, that's a good point.
1: Yeah, if, if if it's Ruffy's last game, he can fucking really test positive. <laughs> he can just go, fellas. Here's my A, and I'll tell you what, here's my B, because it's going to be even fucking higher than the A one. <laughs> and you test- how good would that be if you knew it was your last one? You go, let's see how fucking many things I can get into this sample. <laughs>
0: um, I think a bit of a spanner got thrown into the works on Friday night when we won that game, so you know, technically we're yep. still in finals contention. Now I think uh yes, you are. Mitch Lewis was listed with a bit of an injured shoulder on the Saturday morning after the game. I'm not sure if that's a kind of injury where he may miss games or it might just be a bit of a, a bit of a pinger on the old shoulder. Uh, so that would be Stinger mate, stinger,
1: not pinger. Stinger. You fucking think about the drugs again. Get it out of your head. Stinger. He's not getting the pingers
0: got the, on his shoulders. <laughs> I've got the suns on my mind. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I think it might be a case of like if he doesn't come up then Ruffy would obviously be the replacement. But I think okay. I'm, Unfortunately, if he's not in their best 22 and they have a chance of making finals, he won't get a game. Having said that, if they lose on the weekend, he will... What he, a it,
1: disgusting fucking club.
0: He might get that, without, get that final game, but the problem is it's going to be in Perth in front of, you know, 500 Hawthorne fans. So it's a, it's a conundrum. It's a so conundrum. You're,
1: saying, you're saying a man who has given you four flags has come back from cancer. Uh-huh. And you are saying that this man who's given his <laughs> life to the Hawthorne
0: Football Club yep.
1: because you may not make you may still be in the hunt for an early final. Yeah, action, yeah, sure. To lose, you're to lose saying, a,
0: an elimination final by ten goals, yeah.
1: Exactly. You're saying that this man isn't in your best twenty of two and therefore doesn't what a pack of fucking dogs. That just sums up the Hawthorne football game. you got to
0: think about the team, Adam. you got to think about the team. So, Clark, I was saying on Friday night after the press conference that it wasn't guaranteed, and he said that Ruffy has achieved a lot at the club, and there are mm. other ways to commemorate him, I suppose, as opposed to having a run around on, a, on the next weekend. You know what, though? There's probably not other ways of having 35,000 people commemorate
1: him. Like, he's not going to get a chance. They're not going to go, hey, we're putting on a dinner and then 35,000 people are going to show up. Yeah, sure. You know? and, doing,
0: that's, that's, do, and doing a lap, like walking around the ground, is a bit of, a bit anticlimactic. That's anticlimactic. Oh, you mean when he, when he hasn't played? Yeah, yeah. Kind of walking yeah. around the boundary or getting driven around the boundary.
1: Yeah, like it, because uh, if they did that, it'd have to be like round one or two next year to say, oh, thanks, because we were such a packet. Remember us, we were pack packet of cunts last year, but, but we're giving you a car, mate. Yeah, we're sure. letting you drive around. Sure, sure. It's going to be great, Ruffy. Well, I mean, you were, fucking dogs.
0: There were reports uh, last week, I think it was, that he went and did a bit of a tour of St Kilda about his um, future football life next year. He went and yep, did a yep. tour of the uh, facilities. And then also, I think the Suns were talking about um, maybe having a chat to him as well. Uh, about, yeah. about doing that kind of hodgy role of like maybe take, playing for another year and being that uh, oh, coach on so field, letting him, letting him play on. Yeah, I think the, I think the Suns were talking about maybe uh, as a player. I mean, it's, it wouldn't be the worst thing. You got Lukosius and uh, Ben
1: King up there, so it's not it's not the worst thing to have Ruffy beside them. Going, hey, you know, do this, do that, and you know, if he plays, if he just plays up in the Gold Coast and doesn't travel, you could get ten games out of him. You
0: could not the greatest spot for a redhead though, I'd imagine. Very good point, Michael. Yeah. You're, you're thinking ahead. So you think he should, he should be in a Tasmanian-based team? Well, I think so, yeah. I think if anyone's going yeah. to get him out of retirement, it'll be a team out of Hobart.
1: Now, uh, you mentioned there that Hawthorne are still in the uh, in the mix for the eight. Now, we are recording this as the St. Kilda-Frio game uh, is being played. And looking at the live ladder, there are currently, because Frio leads um, St. Kilda by four points, so Port Adelaide, Adelaide, Western Bulldogs and Frio are all on 40 points at the moment with the Crows still to play this afternoon
0: against the Eagles. So oh, okay. it, really is, it really is hotting up, isn't it? It is heating up, yeah. So, okay, question without notice, Adam. Who do you think oh, actually, you think actually makes it? I think the doggies get in. Oh, that'd be cool. After like, what, three years of not making it. That'd be cool. Yeah, and, and I actually have a sinking feeling oh, that... Here it comes. I don't think yesterday are going to make it. Oh, I thought you were going to say Hawthorne are going to make it. I was going to be really happy about that. Uh, no, no, I, I, reckon... d- I actually
1: don't think you guys can make it. Because th- you're a game behind already. We are, so yeah, you, no. You need a lot of shit to go your way. With. No,
0: no, no. I thought you were going to give me a bit of hope. But um, yeah, I reckon the Don. So who have the Don's got coming up? So they got Frio and then Collingwood. So they,
1: you know what? They, you know where their destiny is, Michael? You know where it is? It's in their own hands. It's in their own <laughs> hands, Michael. <laughs> So they have to beat Frio next week over there, which is no gimme. And Essendon, if you saw last night, so I was doing a gig and I uh, got off stage after the um, third uh, ovation and saw that they were 107 points down. And it was just, I was just like, fucking hell, that has gone. A fucking pear shaped They were 1-7 I mean they could easily Have been 2-6 With some good kicking But to be 1-7 And that far down That was a fucking abomination Matthew
0: Lloyd Said it's possibly The worst game That Essendon Have ever played Really? So uh, you're saying He's gone through Every game In the history of Essendon Every game That That's the kind of research He, he doesn't make these Kind of calls willy nilly. He does his research.
1: He went back through the annals last night, so it wasn't just after the game that he made that. He went back to the Windy Hill archives, yeah, and sat there, and pulled a uh, an all nighter. No way. Yeah, yeah, and he had
0: like he was going through microfilm. You know, it was fucking it's fucking well really. researched. It's actually interesting because I I actually went to the state library last night about three a.m. Mm-hmm. just doing a bit of research. Okay. Yeah, and I yep. saw I saw Matthew Lloyd there looking <laughs> looking through microfilm of old copies of the Argus. Looking yeah, back okay. at 1912, when University yeah. had defeated Essendon by uh, at the time a wide margin of eight points, because oh, the, the score was one goal three to one point. Yeah, and Lloydy was there shaking his head, going, "No, no, that is that it's is a shocking loss." But I think Absolutely. I think tonight, tonight was far worse.
1: And that that loss cost uh, Clary Fothergill his uh, his coaching <laughs> job. That was a coach killer. <laughs> Poor Clary, he was gone straight after that. The Wolves, yeah. he was straight to the Wolves. To kick like one goal was a twi- like the doggies kicked twenty one goals in a row.
0: That's awesome. That is so good. That is Can so you imagine
1: good. that as a as a play like uh, like law of averages says we're gonna get one soon? And and at what stage, and then when,
0: you, at what stage when you're into the high teens, you're going, Oh, this is fucked. At what stage do you get a few players back? Like when do you when do you kinda of get chuck an extra man in the back line?
1: Well, yeah, how how hard can you flood? Like, they, it's it's going to be tough. If Essendon missed the finals, do you... All right, question without notice. Does John Worsfold keep his job if Essendon don't make the finals?
0: You know what? I'm going to be harsh and say, nah, fuck it. Fuck John Worsfold. Done nothing. Yep. Fucking presided over a fucking regime of fucking drug taking back in the 0- 05s, 06, 07s. Uh, yeah. Turned a blind eye. Uh father figure, people someone who should be looked up to, fucking destroyed the lives of of many young men, turned a blind eye, got lucky, came to another club, had just won one flag, not fucking eight, just fucking one. Fucking stayed too long at the first club. is a fucking disgrace of a gentleman. <laughs> uh, should 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 never be employed in and, and also <laughs> He's a fucking chemist. Okay, you're a chemist. You're not a pharmacist. You're a fucking chemist. Oh, get a mate. Yeah. Um, can I can I just get like hay fever tablets? Yeah, sure. You're not fucking concocting the fucking. Yeah. You're not finding a cure in a cancer. Okay, you fucking say, yeah. Hey, can I get a Ventolin puffer? Uh, do you have a preventer? That's all you're doing. That's all you're doing.
1: Yeah. You yeah. It? Yeah. When he says, mate, when he says, don't have that with alcohol, and you're like. Fuck off, mate. You're not a doctor.
0: You're not a genius. You're fucking... You're, fucking sh- <laughs> you're, s- you're selling fucking hair gel, mate, and shampoo, and razors, and yeah. toothpaste. Shut up. Why are you wearing a fucking white top, you fucking idiot? Like a butcher. What, what, are, you, what, yeah. what are you... Why are you wearing white? What are you doing that for? <laughs> why you, what? what, what, what do chemists have a uniform? Why do you have a uniform? What are you doing? You're not better than us, John Wearsfeld. Sacked. Now, there was some awesome rumours going, going around during the week about Collingwood yes. and betting. That Collingwood. So it flooded the football media. So it was all over social media. People were. F- I think I got the, the screenshot of the message or whatever about five times from different people. And it was implying that about 10, Colling- 10 Collingwood players had been caught for betting. There were going to be million-dollar fines. They were going to be kicked out of the yeah. club, going to miss finals. And I think everybody thought it was not true. But at the same time, everybody desperately wished that oh, it was true. Oh, mate. How cool like, would well, it have been?
1: You're thinking, well, Jaden Stevenson's the tip of the iceberg. This is going to be fucking great.
0: Yes, yes. And unfortunately, wasn't true, which is a real shame. I, hope well, I it still fired. can be true. Then but there are a few journalists that were on like the like social it. media. They were saying, you know, we checked, it's not true. So you know, everybody shut up. Um, yeah. You know, but also having said that, those journals aren't exactly the moral arbitrary of uh, of, of life. Uh, but the interesting reaction was from Eddie, right? So he actually he said that yeah. Hollywood like they were getting they were getting you know bombarded with you know calls or. All the people connected, we're getting texts and calls and stuff like that. So he, had, uh, he said they actually had to call the AFL to put out a statement to say it's not true. Well, they called the AFL and just said, "Hey, is there anything like is this actually true?"
1: <laughs> which means, which means they couldn't categorically shut it down themselves. <laughs> so it wasn't like they went, "Hey, is there any chance?" They're just going, "Oh fuck." Is there, uh, there something you haven't told James us? Stevenson? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Is is there
0: something you haven't told us but you may have mentioned to a random bloke who has access to a mobile phone?
1: Yeah, so Eddie is not as confident as he should be in his play. He should have rung them and gone, this is an absolute lie. Instead, he's gone, hey, just, just check it." It's a lie, isn't it? It's not, it's not true.
0: Because I've, I've heard some other ones, so I'm just checking on this one. You, you know what's great, though, is that, that yes, they, okay, they're pretty certain that it wasn't true, that it wasn't yeah. them, but at the same time, they were like, this sounds like it could be us. Okay, We've got form yeah. in this area.
1: Yeah, yeah, I oh, know. You go. Oh, this could totally work. That's why we're ringing just to check. This is as bad as when. Remember at uh, when, the AFL said to the staff, they went, "We know that someone here has been sleeping with a staff member." Oh, that's right. Yeah, and old mate went in and went, "It was me." And the leathers, uh, Gil went, "Yeah, it wasn't fucking you, mate."
0: Sing yeah, kiss. You're, but, but you're fucking gone too. Take your bags, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. It's like if someone said to me about you, you know, uh, Adam passed out in the gutter last night, and even though mm. you just were safely at home in bed, you couldn't. Ca- you'd be like, hmm, that sounds like something that I have done and will do yeah. again. <laughs> yeah, it's totally feasible. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Uh, so anyway, the f- thing I find interesting though is that they say the AFL's integrity unit, black ops, mm. yeah, they are looking into the case about who was the person who was spreading this rumor, which I feel like. Yeah. I know. Th- I know the integrity unit, you know, has broad powers, a bit like border force yeah. or or ICE yeah. in America. Uh, but yep. I feel like this is a bit beyond their realm that they're going to track down Darren from Broadmeadows, who sent the screenshot. Yeah. And wh- and, then, and like, what do you do to him? Like they haven't broken a law. Someone described it as slander, but I, no names were mentioned. Like no individual. mentioned. Yeah. Yeah, there was. They oh, said okay. that the, the
1: original one came from... Because that original uh, Facebook-y screenshot was supposedly from
0: John Noble, who's a, a Collingwood-listed player. Oh, well, fucking string that bloke up then, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I didn't know that. Do time, do your worst. That guy needs to be waterboarded, whoever sent that out. And I'm, so, I'm sure they, Black Ops will do it.
1: But do you reckon they've gone... Do you reckon they just tell Eddie, they go, oh, Mate, woo, we had a look around, did some Google searches... Uh, I asked a couple of mates, can't find the originator, so going to have to let it go. Like, how hard are they going to try and chase down the originator of a fucking hoax?
0: Yeah, sure, sure. And also, if this is slander and this is illegal in terms of, like, you know, naming a name and stuff like that, Yeah. how come the police aren't involved in this and yet – and the AFL Integrity Unit are, like is, – is, does it work with the AFL Integrity Unit? Just like Black Ops, they're just like – Boys in blue, stand down. We've got this. Like, well, is, is, are they is, not?
1: Are they not more? Pa- they're more powerful than the, <laughs> well, uh, than the Victoria
0: police. Well, it seems to be like they seem yeah, to be. Yeah. They seem to be kind of going above the law. I mean, you know, because they are above the law, and and and, and are, they are keeping us safe. I'm I will not. <laughs> <laughs> they are.
1: They. they that is they, kind of funny. They,
0: the reason that we can all sleep safe in our beds <laughs> is because the AFL integrity and you know, the Black Ops division, <laughs> which people, I think, overlook too often. I just love the idea that they're looking into it and not any kind of law enforcement whatsoever.
1: Yeah, yeah, because if it is defamatory, then it should be done that way.
0: Hey, there's a little bit of concern, Adam, about the Brownlow this year. What's happening? Well, it's going to be hosted by Hamish of for one thing. Okay, so Bruce is out. Bruce is out. So Bruce is kind of winding back a little bit, isn't he?
1: Uh, yeah, I think so. And he, he said he was out so he could focus on uh, Tokyo 2020, the I Olympics. I found that
0: fascinating as well. <laughs> okay. So it's five five hours in September. Yeah. And the Olympics, I'm going to presume, are around about July next year in summer. In summer, yep, yep. So Bruce is going to have to study that hard that he can't say, hello and welcome to the Brownlow medal. Here's some counting. Well, he doesn't
1: want to accidentally because he obviously when he clears his mind he completely clears it and f- focuses on it he doesn't want to accidentally call a jamaican sprinter dusty martin yeah sure <laughs> you know it's something that could easily happen you know he could call a belgian pole vaulter <laughs> yeah Horacio, uh, you know, yeah. paddy dangerfield yeah yeah exactly you know
0: you don't you start with those sort of things creeping in your brain so i completely understand why he's clearing the decks um, but the one thing I find more disturbing about the whole thing, apart from Hamish McLaughlin, yeah. no, I, don't, I don't mind Hamish McLaughlin, mm. but I, I, a bit vanilla for me, you know, just a bit kind of, you know, whatever. bit cheesy, a little cheesy. Yeah, sure, yeah. Uh, the thing I find concerning is that they're aiming to make the Brownlow medal shorter.
1: Why? Is that, is Why would you
0: shorten such a fantastic night? I have no idea. So, uh, so what's it sad about? eight thirty, eight thirty. As you and I would
1: agree, as you and I would agree, it's it's probably been too short of late.
0: Well I would actually like to see it maybe spread out over a few nights. Maybe like we start on the Monday, do the Tuesday, do the Wednesday. Maybe in the build up to the Grand Final we do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Oh. And then on the Friday before the Grand Final, that's when we crown the Brownlow medalists.
1: That's not a bad idea. How about on the Monday night we read out the one votes? Mm-hmm. Tuesday night, two votes. Wednesday night, get everyone back for your three votes. That way, you know you could be you could be sitting on three after after Monday night. And you're like, I'm in with a chance here. I reckon I got some threes coming my way.
0: And then Thursday night, we go we don't we don't we don't reveal all the threes. We don't reveal all the tally yet. So we kind of okay. the leaderboard, like the top five or so. We kind of keeping in mind yeah. like who who is who's going to win. So thir- yep. so Monday one, Tuesday two, Wednesday yep. three, Thursday yep. we look back. At, at what we just seen, so like a bit of a kind of a highlights th- package. Like, remember about, uh, when I called out this one yeah, vote on Monday, and, they, and yep. people talk about you know, oh wow, when I got two votes in um in round yep. eight against Frio, you know, talk about what, what th- went through their mind. Maybe talk mm. to their parents, talk about what it meant to them. So we do like Stop about that. a four or five hour recap on the Thursday night, and then on Friday yep. we have a very special have a very special like readout like the remaining kind of five games that matter to then crown yep. the Brownline medalist. And I think also if that Brownlow medalist is playing in the grand final the next day, what better way than to you know, announce them at about midnight, then they've got to do about mm. an hour or two hours of press, then yep. they've got to get up on the Saturday morning, got to do the rounds mm. of the breakfast radio shows. Yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> and then they have to play the grand final at 2.30 in the afternoon. I think it's great. I think it's, right. it's,
1: also, it's also a boon for the fashion industry because – the the gals, the ladies, get to wear a different frock every night. That's and, right. You know, you the fellas are in black ties, so we don't give a shit about them. But the ladies, they get to show off five days worth of different fashions.
0: Oh, mate, it'd be a boom for whoever Beck Jones wants to wear. Five red carpets, Michael. How good would that <laughs> Who are you
1: wearing? And who are you wearing this time? And who are you wearing again? I would love that. Who do you think
0: is going to win on Friday night at midnight? Yeah. That's the question everyone wants to know. There was some pretty awesome article this week, Adam, about Jack Watts, our friend, our friend, our hero. We love him. And it was loaded full of wonderful kind of little double meaning things, okay? So... Yeah, it really was, wasn't it? The premise being that Port Adelaide, they kicked off a thing a bit ago about kind of uh, supporters finding love, a bit of a um, single dating kind of thing with the supporters. Yeah, and I...
1: I think you got if you got matched, you got to sit in a box, or they uh, put on a bit of a night for you while you got to watch Port play.
0: That's right. So at the very at the very heart of it, the singles night that they were holding was going to be attended by Jack Watts. Yes. Which and I'd forgotten about his injury and how bad that was—broken leg and dislocated ankle—which would be absolutely yeah. horrific. That, that's car crash stuff, isn't it? It is. Yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't good, and he, you know, there's no pretty much no chance of him coming back this season. Um, Can I read you, though, like a bit of a... I suppose the headline, here we go. Jack Watts back in action at singles night promoted by Port Adelaide, okay? And here's here's underneath. What better way for Port Adelaide to keep their motorboating star player, (laughs) Jack Watts, from getting bored and handsy with the text while injured than send him to a singles night promoted by the club? Now, Uh, can I just say... Can I defend Jack Watts here? He was not
1: motorboating. No. And this is slander. He was... Snorting pulver off the chest of a lady, not motorboating at all. Which, within the rules of the AFL Integrity Unit, is completely fine. When you went in Munich, that is what one does. He was not motorboating.
0: He's not an animal. I actually generally thought when I saw this article, and and it's under the it's in the page thirteen section of the Herald Sun, which is like the bit of the showbiz gossip, gossip kind of stuff. Yeah, you yeah. Know, it's like half. Here's stuff publicist of census, and here's half the stuff that's not true, yeah, so they <laughs> I actually when I read this article, I was like, this is gonna be taken down. This is like someone's gone too far, and this is a, yeah. I actually went just to kind of screenshot it because I was like, well, this is not going to be up in half it an won't hour. exist yeah. yeah uh so I said how about be- how better for Port Adelaide to keep the motorbone star from getting born handsy um, it's not as if Watts's pinch on for racks and stacks is fresh in anyone's mind. I was like. How the fuck have they written out in the paper? <laughs> but what about the start of it? It says, Hooters hero, Jack yeah, Watts. That was another one, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. This is what I find. You know, th- they didn't do their proper research. No. In this article, there is no mention of swimming whatsoever. No, I know. And he loves swimming. We <laughs> all know he loves swimming. He swimming. He loves swimming. They're focusing on other things. They're focusing on the, uh, the Hooters. They're not focusing on the pool. You don't see them mention that his house is a refuge for single women late at night. They it don't is, mention that once. It gives multiple women a place to stay <laughs> out of the goodness of their heart. No matter how late they they text each other in the like, it could be two in the morning, and they. He say, will leave you, his phone on just so they have safety. Can I come over? And he will say, "Oh my, oh my God, yes, you're welcome." And you know what? I will give my own bed to you. Okay? You can come and I I will I will protect yeah. you and I will shelter you. I'll get you off the off the rough streets mm. of Adelaide. Mm. And we mm. might go for a mm. swim too. Also,
1: if you could when you when you come in if you could keep it down, so my housemates don't know, but I will
0: provide you shelter. Yeah, sure. And by the way, you said Don't name. tell my Don't tell just my girlfriend. Tell my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Love uh,
1: it. And and it, it finishes up with uh, lock up your daughters. <laughs>
0: Oh, God. Hey, uh, shall we wrap it up, Adam?
1: Yeah, let's have some footballs in real life, please, mate. Yeah, here mate. we
0: go from Mark. Hey, guys, have a football in real life. I was out at Homebush on Saturday last week and walked past Spotless Stadium. Ah, uh, Giants Stadium. Giants Stadium. Yeah. During the last quarter of the Swans' GBS game, Battle of the Bridge, when I spotted an oddly-dressed man wearing what I think was a bright blue odd material that kind of looked like sharkskin suit. <laughs> awesome. It was none other than the Weirs, Warwick. <coughs> Out of his natural environment on the Gold Coast. This is interesting. He was weird that he was leaving the game with 10 minutes to go. Okay, so the Weirs, special guest of the Swans, I imagine, Swans legend. Went to oh, the. Uh, okay. Probably, oh, okay. Probably went to the. Oh, was it was not home the game? Not their home game, no. So no, it re- be, no. Maybe invited by the Swans to the President's Lunch of the Giants. Yep. Of um, uh, the Dave Matthews Band, and then yeah. oh, I imagine the poor person who you, know, you get to the table, like table of ten, yeah, you're looking at the little car. <laughs> <laughs> you look, you yeah. find your name, and then you look to your left and right, and yeah. you go, ah, oh, fuck, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, no I'm next Jesus. to worry capper. <laughs> how and am I going to make conversation with this fucking idiot? How much power do you have there if you're the person setting up? No, like, you know when you organize, if you if you organize, yeah, like, yeah. that kind of thing. And, you yeah. know, if people want to get back at you, they go, yeah. oh, I'm going to put this bloke right next to that bloke and they're going to have a shit yeah. night. Oh, I'm putting, I'm put,
1: if I was doing it, I would put you next to... I, I mean, I would love to sit next to The Wiz. How fucking hilarious would that be?
0: Yeah, I think it'd be... The Wiz is one of those things where it's it's fun for a few minutes, I reckon. And then well, it gets it, a bit sad.
1: Yeah, but, but, but by then you can go out to the game. Like, it, it, it's a president's lunch. It's only like an hour function beforehand. So an hour of the whiz I reckon you could tolerate.
0: Yeah, okay, yeah. And it,
1: and it was. they said it was the only president's function to ever have a spa.
0: <laughs> I would have a chat, um, <laughs> but I would definitely not give him my phone number. Yeah, that's fair enough. Here from at Run Geo Run on Twitter. I was on a walk down to Coogee Beach. And passed a guy coming out of a local grocer in head to toe Swan's paraphernalia. He gave me a passing nod as I was wearing a Swan's cap. I then realised it was none other than Swan's legend, Ty Keneally, the dancing Irishman. Ty Keneally. Oh, there you go. Is he. Is he an assistant coach or is he just still getting around in the kit just because he I loves the swans. He was about to ask that question as well. I have a feeling he might be involved with the club, but I also yeah. f- was because that note, ju- that jumped out at me as well that he was getting about in the full Swans gear. I don't know if he'd kind of match it up. If you were walking down the shops, if you were going to the shops, I think if he wore the jacket, that'd be fine, but I don't think he'd purposely go with the like, the, the tracksuit pants and the tracksuit top. Yeah. that That's a little bit full on. Uh, here we go from Simon. It was a wet and wild Saturday evening. Um, uh, I was seated in the warmth of my favourite Canterbury Thai restaurant. Mate,
1: you're, you're skipping... You can't skip the detail that the people give us, Michael. This is what makes these footballs in real life so so touching. Well, what does that mean then? B-O-M?
0: The Bureau of Meteorology. Oh, okay. Really? Did you you know don't know the were, bomb. I don't know the bomb. You what? You I, fucking idiot. Is that a real thing? Bomb. People call it Bomb. The bomb,
1: the Bureau of Meteorology. Oh,
0: my God, I've, you're I've, such a loser. I've never heard that term my entire life. What what weather app <laughs> do you have on your phone? Sorry? What weather app do you have on your phone? Uh, I don't know. I think I Google, like, you know, Melbourne weather or Sydney weather.
1: So you don't, if you're going out for the morning, you don't look at your phone, you just don't go current temperature, you don't know
0: it? Uh, no, I don't look, I don't have any app for the weather. Look, Junk Time fucking weather podcast. But no, but I, you I, don't.
1: You don't have uh, like a rain radar app on your
0: phone? No, I don't. You don't?
1: You no. fucking loser!
0: <laughs> Bomb. You know, I actually, I've never heard this before either. I was actually talking to so we're up here in Rod Carter Studios, and um, mm. uh, I didn't realise that people from New South Wales and Queensland called cicadas cicadas. Do they? Yeah, I was in a room and a whole bunch of people kind of going cicada, 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 and I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> Idiots. I didn't know that. I never right. heard that. Here we go. Start again. From Simon. It was a wet and windy uh, Saturday evening. Bureau of meteorology. Had the real field just above five degrees, but it might still have been colder than that. Thank I, you, Simon.
1: Like that detail. Appreciate it. Good stuff.
0: I, I was seated in the warmth of my favourite Canterbury Thai restaurant, Blue River. Shout out. Be a sponsor blue rib, giving you a pump up. Uh, yeah. When a chill swept through the eatery, the front door had opened slightly wider than usual, <laughs> affecting the widely open door and making his way to the front counter was none other than VFL Premiership player, SANFL Premiership coach, and AFL administrator Neil Baum. Barnie. I cannot confirm whether the five or four or five takeaway boxes of stir frying curries <laughs> for <the> personal consumption <laughs> to be shared. I reckon, yeah, Barmy would love a Yeah, feed. Let's just go yeah, it's just for Barmy. Big unit. Either way, he looked exceedingly pleased with the stash of hot food he had collected. I can only imagine that the scenes to follow on Sunday morning at the Barm Residence <laughs> mimic the famous footage of himself. Abula- abulation at, uh, ablution ablution at the cat's re- yeah, remember that was a footage I think on before the game, I think they showed that.
1: Yes, he was walking out behind uh Gary Ablett Jr. in an interview. He's walking out from the toilet and just sort of goes He's <laughs> <laughs> had a hell of a career, Barmy He has been around, hasn't he? I tell like, you what, and you I, know, I, Tiger's I, premiership player. He's been around. He's coached a few. He's he's the administrator of the like. Yeah, I think he's a very calming influence. Everywhere he's gone has had success.
0: You're yeah, right. I was about to say that. So like, I've seen at the Pies, at the Cats, and now at the Tigers, and like every mm. time he gets there, it's like, you know, things are going okay. Like, yeah, yeah. Everyone's chilled out a little bit. Maybe that's the thing for the Blues, man. Get him at the Blues. I would happily have Barmy at the Blues. Do you think, uh, finally, do you reckon people power would get Teague over the line?
1: Uh, if we don't get smashed in our last three weeks, like if we can push the Tigers this afternoon, which is just starting now, um, then I think yes. I I just think if they choose someone else and wear Zip and Three next year, mate, it would fucking be
0: carnage. Yeah, sure. Carnage! Yeah, This is a team ready to explode, Michael. And oh, we're going to hit the road. Don't forget our live show. Tickets can be found at tribehooking.com. We are junked. I'm at Gmail, on Twitter, on Facebook. And we're going to hit the road. Go. Go Blues. Go Blues.